This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 177. Hey, my friend, happy Monday. How are you doing after your weekend? Sometimes pastors can be a little bit down on Monday. So I want to talk to you about this book called First Love, Keeping Passion for Jesus in a World Growing Cold by Dana Candler. She writes this, I sat, as it were, on the side of the road, brokenhearted, because my desire to love him was so sincere. But sincerity does not possess resurrection power, and it was as though he came to me there, kneeling down and looking me in the eye. Jesus, you know that I love you, I said to him. And with a question asked for my sake, not for his, he responded, Yes, but do you believe me? Yes, of course I believe you, I was quick to answer. No. No, you've quit fully believing something at the heart level, something so fundamental to loving me. You've lost your confidence of my delight in you. It's there that you've quit believing me. My arguments with him and this continued. I was slow to believe something so basic could actually be my story. But in time, of course, I, I found him to be right. Love does not cool without cause. Desire shuts down for a reason. Beneath dimmed longings for Jesus is the scaffolding we've built out of our false beliefs, conscious or unperceived. First love includes a present tense sense of his affection, abiding in it and believing it, not just with mental assents that age, but with a childlike trust, always young. Pastor, wouldn't you love to have a childlike trust that never ages, that always stays young? She writes in her book, First Love, this was the chapter called Repenting of Unbelief and Recovering Confident Trust. This trust and confidence of God's delight in us. I was reminded again last week of imposter syndrome. Somebody talked about it. They talked about being in a room with important people. And all of a sudden they realized, what, what am I doing here? Who, who am I? And they feel like an imposter. They feel like a fraud, a phony, a fake. They're there, but they don't deserve to be there. That same syndrome can infect us when it comes to God's love for us, God's delight in us. We look in the mirror or we repeat a sin that we repeated yesterday or the week before, and we question. We question our, our lovableness. Why would God delight in me and our confidence in him? It gets shaken. Pastor, again, happy Monday. I just want to tell you this Monday that God still delights in you. He does. Now, let me ask you a question. When your kids mess up, if you have children, and they've really just disappointed you, do you still delight in them? Are you still happy that, that they're your children? Do you still love them with all your heart, even though you may have angry feelings do you still have that deep and abiding love for them? I think if you're a good parent, you'd have to say, well, yeah, I, I love my kids simply because they're, they're my kids. I'll, I'll always 
love my kids. And, and if only my kid would repent, I would show my child so much grace and mercy if only they would repent because my love is boiling over for them and it is simply waiting for them to turn and repent because I am here with open arms. Sometimes when we're caught in sin or weakness or fault, we tend to think that somehow God has shut the door and he's turned the bolt lock and he's tossed the key away. We're not going to get back in because we have burned the last bridge. We have crossed the line and we're, there's no way we're going to get back into God's good graces, no pun intended. But my friend, when God says in Romans chapter 8 that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That means you and me. That means pastors too. Yes, even pastors can claim no condemnation in Christ. So I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with with church leadership, with the loudest person in your church. I don't know about your finances, your relationships, or your health I don't know about your passion or your drive and whether or not you really want to wake up and and get after it every day. And I don't know if you're feeling a little bit like, you know what, I don't know that God's too thrilled with me right now. Let me remind you, he really does. He delights in you. He created you. He loves you. And why not take a little bit of your own medicine You're ready to dole out grace and mercy and forgiveness to people free of charge because God's grace is free. His love is free. Why don't you take some of your own medicine, my friend? Would you? Would you say, Lord, I I have to admit that you delight in me, and I'm just going to come to you for cover. I'm going to come for you to strength. I'm going to come to you for every need in my heart today. Sometimes pastors need pastors, so let me be your pastor today. Jesus is waiting to strengthen you, give you encouragement and grace and mercy and and strength for the journey. Yeah, yeah, for you, pastor. You know what? Cut yourself a little bit of slack today. Go back to John chapter 3 read through it, and remind yourself that that chapter is not only for the people you preach to, but that chapter is for you. And then walk away basking in the delight of God's love. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.